Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to talk about our Disney trip that we're currently on right now and give you no news about anything else. <laughs> that's true. Because we're not really tuned into anything that isn't our personal experience at the moment now. Because yep. that's kind of how we roll on vacation. Yep. There's, uh, there's stuff. We just, we just, we're coming to you live. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> That's this not how podcasts work. Live, right? Live. Well, but I mean, if we get it up today, then that's like almost live. It's kind of true. like being live from Disney. Um, just to talk through our first few days, because it's been fun, and then it's funny if we're recording at Disney. I need to yeah. get on my phone so I can remember what we did. So this trip started inauspiciously, in that we. Uh, we flew out of our usual airport, uh, but our flight that was supposed to be at 6 a.m. got moved to 5 a.m., which was fine. But, like, three weeks before, a friend of mine posted, hey, the security at TF Green does not open at, you know, it's not open at 4 a.m. And I was like, oh, wow, it's not open at 4 a.m. Like, yeah, what no, do we do? What do we do? So I, I check with JetBlue on Twitter, and they link me to the TF Green page, which says it opens at 4.15. And I'm like, okay, it opens at 4.15. So we'll get there for 4.15 now. This is my first mistake. I should have just said, oh, we'll go line up at like 3.30, but we <laughs> didn't do that. So we get there. We get to the ticket area at like 4.20-ish, and the woman waves us away from the kiosk and is like, because she sees our Disney sweatshirts, and she's like, no, let me get you in. It's faster that way. Well, and she's like, oh, we're already boarding. Like, good luck. And I was like, good luck? What, what the fuck? What? Because, of course, not like it's pre 4 a.m. or slightly after 4 a.m. brain uh and I was not parsing it and then we got into the security line and it was longer than it should have been and really slow really really slow and then so we're like standing there and we're like oh my god we we basically we start hearing the boarding calls for the plane like if you're on this flight you need to get here blah, blah blah so we're standing there in line it's not moving and we're starting to resign ourselves to the idea that we're just not going to make the plane right um and there's not another flight out of this airport until like evening like late right. evening and i'm like freaking out cuz i've never we never missed a flight like i'm always that person who's like how do people even miss flights it seems right. so easy not to and the i'm like the closest we've come to that is our flight started boarding like 15 minutes after we got to right the like game, we are never you know? this is never and i so i but apparently one of the ways you can miss your flight is if your airline lies to you about when security opens because the woman at the gate or the ticketing woman she goes, oh, no, they've been opening security for at, like, four or earlier for this because of this flight temporarily, like, because they pushed it back an hour for a bit. And I'm like, what the, what the, but then why didn't they tell us that when I asked? But anyway, right. I still should like, have just you, decided to come earlier. How do you get earlier. someone on the phone who can tell you that? Exactly. Like, how do you call the, the ticketing people? I guess maybe you could talk to the Because, like, the TF Green, the counter, right, but, but the TF know. Green staff knew. Yeah. But the, like, JetBlue overall did not. So, right. anyway, so we're in the security line, and I'm, like, starting to get really nervous and be like, oh, my God, we're not going to make that flight. And, like, they announce it again. And this guy in the line next to us, bless this random man who clearly flew a lot, um, he was like, do you want to get in this line? And we were like, are you sure? And, like, looked at the people behind him and was like, right. are you guys sure? Because I'm, I'm completely unwilling to let one person say you can cut right, them right. And without I was at also, least getting some buy-in from the Right, and I was like, them, like you know? I, was def- I wasn't I was doing the, like, can we cut the line thing, because right. I was like, we're the ones who fucked up. Right. 
Um, and this guy just like led us in front of him and he was like, okay, what time is your flight? And we're like five. And he was like, well, you know, the doors usually close like 15 minutes before. So you've got time. And like, he's reassuring us. So we get up to security. My fucking bag that my laptop is in where you can unzip it. So it's completely flat. And it says TSA approved, like on the fucking bag. And I've never had an issue. I usually ask if they want me to take it out. And they're like, no, it's nope, fine. That's nope. Fine. Nope. This guy's like, nope, you got to take it out. Zip the bag back. Like every little thing that could have delayed us more was delaying us more. And I was yeah. just like, your kid, like, <laughs> so we, we got out on the, on the other side and, uh, a milestone in our most, life happened. Most of Val's stuff comes through. And she, you no, know, they called our names. Oh yeah, they called our names. They, they go, names. they they get our full names over the thing for flight beefs, you know, B six four seventy five to Orlando, and I was just like, that's our flight. I'm like freaking out. So I just told her to go, even though her backpack and laptop weren't out yet. But I just like grabbed she my took carry her on rolling and sprinted. luggage and, right, and, and sprinted. Um, and you were, you like got to the gate and were like crying. At the guy was like, the, there was a guy like waiting to see if we were going to come running. And yep. so that was lucky. And then I get to the gate and I scan it. And I'm like, I asked you blue and they told me that was a good, you know, <laughs> like I was like, just, I was about losing it because again, it was er- super early in the morning. Like it had not gotten a ton of sleep. Um, cause I had had rehearsal the night before that was kind of late. It was just, it was a cluster. And this poor gate woman was like totally emotionless, like. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm and, being an idiot right now. And as I'm getting Val's stuff that's coming through successfully, my stuff is getting pulled to the side. Because someone forgot to take his switch out. Well, that was that was my, my backpack. My pocket stuff got pulled to the side, oh too, God. to get inspected. But instead of, like, having it to go over there and supervise her opening it up, um, she was the, the woman was like, was that you? And I was like, yeah, that's... That's us. And she was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take a look at this. And she just, like, went yeah, and took it. Yeah, so the TSA got better. It. it was just that first guy yeah. was, like, being a dick. Well, and, and the, the guy who said, you know, is this your bag? And I was like, yes. And he was like, you left a switch in it. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm sorry. And he was like, okay, um, the switch is going to come through first, and then, your, um, and then your bag. And he did a good job of, like, sneaking them right in the the. Yeah, the yeah. Front of the machine and, it was, and got it through. It was but. a miracle. He comes, oh, he comes running down with like come, my backpack is wound around his wrist. Right, because I have like. both. I have both backpacks. <laughs> Hers is, has fallen off the one shoulder that it was on. Um, uh, thank goodness I have the rolling luggage that stands on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was just sort of pushing that in front of me. Um, and asking people to move, and my pants are falling down because <laughs> like it's it like just a you know four forty five in the morning, and I'm in comfortable plain clothes, and not we, like, in running clothes. We like get on the plane, and I apologize as <laughs> though we have it up. Like right. and again, the whole the right. stupidest part of this is like we could have just booked with another airline. Right. Like it would have sucked to lose the points and the whatever, but like. What, we could what have points. We paid for that flight. <laughs> we, oh, did we pay for it? Oh, wait. No, we paid oh, for no, the extra right, space right, seats. Right, yeah. We always have to pay even if I have points yeah. for the flight because yeah. someone is six foot four and we yeah. always get the extra space seats. So it's always another like 200 and some odd dollars. But like it would have sucked to lose that and the, and the whatever if we had to rebook with another airline. But it's like we could afford to. But my brain at that time of the morning on so little sleep was just right. like, 
This is an insurmountable tragedy and we can never get to Florida. is ruined. It was just like, but I was resigned to it in that security line. And then I could not believe we got on the plane. And I just went like, I'm so sorry. And the guy behind us with his kids was like, you're fine. Like it wasn't, they didn't even shut the doors for another like No, it was like another, yeah. They were still calling another guy who hadn't showed up. Like it was... And it, right, was a, it wasn't a full flight so, either. Like the, the seat so, next to me and the ones in front of us were empty. Here's the thing that I realized once I was on the plane too, is I, I realized that they probably start calling because everything, everything about the way that boarding works, um, especially with airlines that tend to be really good about being on time and stuff, which JetBlue does, mm-hmm. um, is designed to make sure that everybody is effectively kind of early. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, we had more wiggle room than they wanted us to believe. Absolutely. Um, which is why they will call names and why they will, you know, they do a final boarding call, like, half an hour before the flight leaves. Yeah, it's... Not because it needs to go taxi and wait or something. Like, it's going to sit there for another 25 minutes yeah. at the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's going to taxi for so, five like, minutes if you're So, like, it felt more urgent so, than it was. Right. But it was terrifying. But that's because they don't want people... Thinking that, you know, oh, I've got right, time to get my Starbucks, yeah. you know. And, and, and so we, <laughs> but we got on the flight, we, the flight was pretty smooth. I slept for most of it. Sam watched the first episode, sorry, chapter of The Mandalorian. Yeah, the first chapter. They're not episodes, I downloaded the whole first season of Gargoyles on Disney Plus, intending to watch it on the plane. It did not happen. Uh, I just fell asleep. But we got to MCO and we got onto DME almost immediately and we got over to the parks, uh, the parks, we got over to the... I cried as we went through the Walt Disney World gate. I was like, why am I, I guess I needed this vacation. Also, on the topic of, of The Mandalorian, uh, there will be no spoilers in this mini, oh, yeah, yeah, no. mini uh, podcast episode. Um, but overall, my my impression is uh, fairly positive. Um, but I'm mostly curious to see where they go with it. So. Yeah, um, I have not watched any of it, but... So we got here, I cried as we went through the gate on the bus, um, we got over to our resort and uh, tried to request that they put us in Alligator Bayou, even though I booked a Garden View instead of a Garden View, view Fifth Sleeper, but we're in the mansions in Port Orleans, Riverside, and uh, the room is the, the room's fine. The door didn't want to shut initially, and the it's not what I would really call a Garden View, it's got some views of the AC units and parking lot a little, but um, it's not a bad location, it's been nice so far. Um, that morning we got some... We got some food and hung around at the like River Roost Lounge during the day until the room was ready. And yeah, nice. our our standard uh, approach these days for the early morning flight down is to go check in and wait for our room to be ready while we get breakfast and do our basic like buy some sanitizer and sunscreen and all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's been nice. Um, it's definitely it's it's a good approach too because. The stress of travel, even though we have, you know, even though this trip aside, um, we have a pretty good routine down where we know exactly what to expect, which makes it a lot more comfortable um, as compared to, like, I remember flying Southwest where we had to, like, try and... The first year, I was like, we'll do Southwest. And that was not only stressful because I was trying to get an exit row for my legroom stuff... Um, but it's also we need a connecting just, flight also <laughs> right oh yeah we, we well actually the one that was okay was when 
that was the wasn't a layover. Plane. Yeah, it was. We were at BWI was, and we were able to switch to an exit row because exactly. everyone else got off the plane, but it was the same plane going from BWI to MCO. Right. But so anyway, you can stay it on the sucks plane. to board. Well, and, and that's the thing is that especially for the early morning flight like this, you want something that you can do in your sleep because which we for, normally can for I us. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I think the hour the hour earlier really killed us there because yeah. we were they've not moved functional. it like 15 minutes earlier before and stuff but this was like fully an hour before it should have been and i would have honestly thought twice about booking it if it had been at five o'clock at the time that i booked it but anyway um yeah we did our general routine hung out waited till the room was ready and then we just like chilled for a bit changed and uh went over to animal kingdom because we had a tiffin's reservation which is always fun it's such a good restaurant it's a great and restaurant. if you uh, so, with the caveat that it is fairly expensive, so, um, but but there are some options on there that are not as crazy. And if you're um, on the dining plan, like, right. you can use two credits or exactly. whatever, but it's, it's really, it's very, very, very good food. It's really good food, and it's also food that you are unlikely to get elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah. Um, because, like, the, the spices on my food are not things that I can get regularly in Boston, because yeah. we don't have... Even decent. I mean, fancy there are some that, probably, but yeah, like they're there, hidden there are a couple. But well, and, and it's still the the magic thing with Disney for me is that Disney understands my pathetic white boy palette. Um, <laughs> and well, and it and it it can they've found things that are really interesting and exciting to try that are not so far out of my comfort zone that I don't want to try them. Right. And um, like, which is appreciated because it's, it's hard to cater a menu towards boring people. <laughs> yeah. So you got the surf and turf and I got some charred octopuses and appetizer. And then I got, um, shrimp and grits, yeah. which like the shrimp seasoning was the seasoning on the shrimp and the shrimp and grits was so good. It, it was, was unbelievable. Overall, it was just a good, it was a great meal. We, we shared a, um, fucking, Zingiber fizzy or zingiber fizzy, whatever the fuck it's called. It's an Annapurna zing without the alcohol in it. Um, right in and, and tell us it. how we're saying that wrong. We shared it because it's like very strong ginger and it's really good, but it's too much to drink one. I make a face after every, every sip time. that I take yeah. because it's it's also like fairly sour. Oh, and that sour. bread, the pomegranate, the like glaze oh, on yeah. the bread, he could not do, but the bread was good. Yep, the yep, I like that bread. Too. But it was nice. We, we walked around, you know, we just like, other than that, walked around and looked at animals. We walked around Pandora, took a bunch of like pictures of stuff and did a couple of the photo pass pictures. But it was just like a chill day of, of watching animals and relaxing. And then we, that And night, it was really cool out, which was, yeah, was nice, nice for us because it was still warmer than home right now, but it was not super warm. And, yeah, it hasn't been super know. warm so far. The weather's been good. It's been, uh, we, we then hung out with friends later that night at Disney Springs, which was cool. Um, and I, I got walked. fish and chips from Cooks, which yeah, something about Disney fish and chips, especially those at at, at Cooks and the ones in uh, Epcot from the stand. Um, there's something just magical about their like crispness of the of the fried breading and the breading to fish ratio. Yeah, ratio and I batter, also like breading, uh, batter. That's what I'm trying to say. I got two crepes from a crepe place uh, for dinner because they don't have savory crepes. But this fucking crepe place, here I am expecting they're going to give them in like a cone, like the paper cone, like you would normally serve them. No, they serve them flat on plates. 
But they didn't give you fucking silverware. And they don't fit on the plates. And they don't fit. So, I, like, the first one I literally just stood up eating in front of the Dockside Margarita Bar, which is where we were supposed to be meeting our friends. And I just, like, stood up holding it on the plate, like, eating it. And I got chocolate all over my fucking rainbow tie-dye spirit jersey, which fortunately came out. But um, it was an interesting evening. I walked into a planter and skinned my knee through my leggings. Like... <laughs> It was ridiculous, but it was a good night. Um, it was fun times, and um, and then that that night, I was telling our friends about the flight that morning, and I was already saying like the other day when we got here, just because like Disney time immediately took effect, and it already felt like we'd been there for multiple days. Where now it feels like we've been here for a week, and we've been here since Wednesday. It's Saturday at noon. Um, the next day, we did. Star Tours. No, we did Star Tours and then we did Galaxy's Edge. Um, the cool thing about that is that we had a reservation at Oka's Cantina and like part of it was thinking, you know, that's how we'll be, we'll get into the land and blah, 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 because we booked it. They still had the four hour time limits and stuff and they just didn't. So like we did Star Tours and then we just walked over and went into Galaxy's Edge. Um, we did, I did end up getting DAS for this trip, um, which if you haven't listened or heard me talk about it, it's Disney um, Accessibility Service. Um, I have a GI condition that I have complained about on this podcast before that means that sometimes it's really hard for me to wait in lines. Um, And so we got that and ended up getting a return time for Smuggler's Run so I didn't have to stand in the line and wait. Um, We basically just played with the data pad for a while. Like, it's not... People sometimes complain like, oh, but that means that they can go do other stuff. So it's basically like another fast bus. I'm like, we didn't go do anything else. Like we walked like, around a little bit. We like sat around and played with the data pad and did, hacked into stuff a lot. We did exactly what people in the line were doing, which was playing with the data Play pad. Because the there's yeah. a bunch of stuff in the near, line. nearer in yeah. the line for that, which yeah. is cool. So it was, um, it, but it was, we got to go on Smuggler's Run and it was so fucking cool. Um, we both got pilot and I actually traded with someone because I was like, this is too much pressure. Um, I traded to be the engineer, which was actually really fun for me and my skill level of things. Um, and Sam got to be one of the pilots. Yeah, I got to be pilot. the the left, the left pilot, which is the left, right control pilot. He did not pilot. get to punch it. Um, I did not get to punch it, but I did get to hit the boosters. Yeah, you hit the so, boosters. So of the, the two pilots each get. Their steering action and a an additional like thrust based thing. So um, the left right pilot gets to hit the boosters to like get out of a tight spot, um, and obviously steering left and right, which uh, was a lot of fun because it's fairly responsive and it's really easy to oversteer. Um, mm. So it's it's uh, you know a, a challenge in kind of a fun way. It's still very much on rails. Like you you aren't responsible for pointing the ship in the right direction entirely, but you are responsible for where within the area that the ship can move you are, which means that you have to dodge things and you'll, you'll crash through them kind of like a lot of the old, um, like space or racing games. Yeah, we're going to have to spoiler you know, tag Stuff this. like that. But that was... Oh, sorry. No, 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 but that's, no, it's a good, it's, we can just spoiler yep. tag it. But it's, it was, it was really cool. I had a lot of fun. It wasn't any motion sick weirdness. Like I know people always worry about that yep. kind of thing, but... We have a friend who tends to get motion sick, and she didn't, um, and so I wasn't really worried. It was it was super cool. It was just, it and was, it's two D, but in a way that feels really immersive. Right, which it makes feels me like so you're in the it was it was it was just the whole thing was so cool, and everyone was geeking out so much, and I was just like laugh laughing the whole time, just like yep. yay. Um, it was a great ride. I loved it. Um, 
and the 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 whole place overall was like we spent like five hours there. We went in and out of Ogas basically because like we're neither of us are big drinkers and neither of us are big bar people. So we just wanted to go in, like have a couple non-alcoholic drinks and then take off. Um, and we did. Um, but before that, it was just like, we just sat by the Millennium Falcon for a while and like watched all the interactions that were happening. Vi Moratti walked by and I was like smiling widely at her cause I knew who she was. And she was like, I like your hair, your haircut. And I was like, thanks. I like yours too. Like, we watched Ray playing with kids. We watched Stormtroopers. Like, there were Stormtroopers everywhere. Like, every five, any, like, there was never, like, a ten minute or more period where there weren't a couple of them walking around. So I want to describe my favorite interaction from the Stormtroopers, too, which is, so the Stormtroopers were kind of dicks. Like, they were. (laughs) Yes. They were cops. Um, (laughs) And they, they, uh, like, basically were patrolling around like, telling people to not do things or, like, telling people that they were being suspicious, all using their pre-baked voice lines, which they did a really good job of picking the right voice lines. Clearly, they were trained very well and practiced a bunch at using all of all of those voice lines and how to make them work for different situations, which is awesome to see. But the best thing that I saw was a very small child um, kind of nervously asking one of the stormtroopers if he could get a picture with them. And the stormtrooper answered with his own voice through the helmet, yeah, of course, in a really nice voice, and then used his voice line, affirmative. Um, <laughs> and and so it was this great, like, the, the stormtrooper never broke character. It sort of felt like there was a cast member riding along with that. And I don't even know if they're supposed to do that. I don't know if they're supposed to use their, their own voice ever, but it was a good um, effect, but it was, it was really cool because, um, this kid who is so greatly at risk of being scared of these stormtroopers and was clearly kind of nervous to even ask them got a really cool experience because, yeah, because he, asked and got the picture, and then as soon as the picture was done, the stormtrooper just sort of stormed off to yeah, catch up with yeah. his with his partner. Um, so it was, it was cool to see them being so dedicated to the role that they're playing, but still managing to find subtle and clever ways to make sure that guests are comfortable and enjoying yeah. the experience. So that was such a highlight for me, just seeing how creatively that situation was handled in a way that made everyone happy. Because you could barely even hear him talk with his own voice from more than a, a pace or two away. Um, so nobody else knew that that happened unless they were right next to that kid. Yeah. I had a fun one, too, where I was holding a, a Tauntaun in a box that I had bought for a friend. They give you these, like, when you buy a creature from the creature shop, they're kind of trying to be like the, um, what the fuck's it called? <laughs> the creature shop at Universal, um, where... You're actually, like, bringing home your pet or whatever. So it's, like, a cardboard box that has slats in it so you can, like, see it and it can, quote, unquote, breathe or whatever. And um, a stormtrooper came over when I was holding the box and he put his finger in it and I, like, shook it and went, and he, like, pulled his hand out. And it was just, like, it was just so fun and they were everywhere and, and... you know, the day we played with the data pad a whole bunch, like it was super fun hacking stuff. My yeah, smuggler. Val's a captain. My, I'm a fucking resistance captain. Like my credits <laughs> from Smuggler's Run went in, so I'm over 10,000 credits. Like Sam's didn't catch it. Yeah, for some mine, reason, mine didn't. I think you're probably right in that because my magic band is like one of the medallion 
things. Like it, maybe um, didn't detect it was it, in right? my pocket and probably behind something, so it's possible that it didn't pick it up. Yeah. So it didn't know that so I was in there. So we basically just but. like it, but and I had a couple. The app crashed a couple times, but overall, like hacking stuff, like hacking the droids, they made a ton of noise. Hacking, tuning to the towers. They yeah, tuning noise, the towers like, is really cool because those cool. are those are loud and like it's it's just it's really well the done. The droids were loud for me, but they weren't for yeah. Sam. Yeah. So, but they were. I got super, one to go off once. They were yeah. super loud. Like it was super cool. So. It was just overall a really immersive land, and, and we loved it. We didn't think we were going to go, you know, as of March because of all the concerns about overcrowding, but um, they weren't doing the, the boarding stuff at all. Like, there were no boarding groups. There were no time limits. Like, we just yep. kind of hung out. Well, and um, it's it's a well-designed land in that there's really, you know, there are multiple ways to get everywhere. So even if an area is kind of blocked uh, just from congestion, uh, you can walk around it, and it's all sort of uh, in a big loop as well, so that if you need to, you can kind of just go with the flow, and you'll still get where you're going. Yeah. And, um, and having the two full-size entrance exits into the yeah, land yeah. Um, is, a, is a really big deal, I think, for making sure that you don't end up in the scenario. Like, I feel like even, even though that's true also for Pandora, and Pandora is kind of smaller, I feel like either of those uh, entrance entrances and exits get really full up. These are like twice as wide as those. Yeah. Um, um, also, Doc Ondar's was really cool. Oh, really uh, cool. His, and, like the Doc Ondar animatronic was cool. The um, There are two Dianoga in the land. I the, the trash monster terrified me as a child. I thought it lived under my bed and I had to have a nightlight because of the trash monster. And now I like love all the creature lore of Star Wars and find them interesting. There's a baby, so there's the baby Sarlacc that everyone talks about, but there's then the, 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 um, the comic series, miniseries references, but he also has a baby Dianoga in a tank on his, like on the register area, like on the, what is the counter? There we go. Um, and then there's a big Dianoga in this like water tank, basically outside. Right next that, to the bathrooms. That yeah. occasionally like pops its eye out over the water and looks around. It's They're just, like, super cool creature pieces. I got a little stuffed animal porg that, like, looks like it was made, like, by a craftsperson. Like, in there's universe, a toy store. Yeah. Right, there's a little, like, basically in-universe toy story, like, toy store. Yes. <laughs> toy store. Um, no, no, that's the neighboring and land. And the... <laughs> And the, the audio story of the land was really compelling, too, because I forgot it was Christmas. Like, everything is Disney Christmas right now, but they didn't do that. They stay, yep. obviously stayed committed to the Galaxy's Edge audio um, story. And the fucking noise of the ships taking off all the time, we kept looking up. Like, yeah. we kept just looking up because it was just like, oh, shit, something's taken off. Like, all, it was just... Was so like, my my analysis on that particularly, I'm especially impressed by that sound design, in part because it's one of the things that I enjoyed most about the original trilogy, is that because, even though it turns out George Lucas wanted an infinite effects budget and to have everything be shown on screen, um, one of the most beautiful things about uh, the original Star Wars films is how much off-screen space was used uh, through sound design. So, you know, going through a busy market, it's not showing you the busy market. You're hearing it. Going through a spaceport, you don't see all of the ships. You hear them, and you believe that they're there. And it felt very much like the same thing at Galaxy's Edge, where we were hearing ships taking off and flying over. And even though we looked up every time and didn't see them, 
it was kind you of like, you know, looking up. you keep looking up and it's kind of like, you know, you hear a helicopter and can't spot it. It's doesn't mean it's not there. You know, there's still a part yeah, of me that believed still... that they were just out of sight. Yeah, you know? it was really cool. Um, the other thing that they did an incredible job of is all of the sight lines in Galaxy's Edge are perfect in that once you go in either entrance, um, all you can see is this this planet that they've created. Like you're just in. You're, um, you're just in there. And at first I was a little bit underwhelmed just coming in the main entrance because I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it was still sort of like flat and looked like, you know, pretty much anything else in the parks just with some some Star Wars themed you know, building and stuff. And then once we got into the real architecture of the outpost and there were, you know, like bridges and ships and all kinds of things, I was like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yep, I'm it here. Cool. I'm transported. So it was, it was a really cool time. Highly recommended. Um, yeah, absolutely. Worth the trip in my opinion for people that are big star Wars fans, yeah. but maybe not, uh, easily convinced to go to Disney. Otherwise it was real cool. Um, you could, you could bring a, a, grumpy non-disney but star wars fan and yeah. just park them and the in food there. was good too i got the like noodle salad thing i wanted a little more noodle but th- there was a lot of shrimp in it there were like there was fresh cilantro and basil like it was good it yeah was, your food was better than mine it the, was just fried chicken the, yeah well it was it was okay it was um it was like the world's largest chicken nugget it was rectangle fried chicken like yeah. the fried chicken is trying to be it's tippy if it's trying to be space food so it was right. a little funky but so it was a little bit funky i think i think though. that it'll probably get better as they yeah. you know cuz it's it's obviously very special the dessert, the dessert was, was, good, was excellent though. still i'm still annoyed um, that they like changed all the names so that it's fried yep. andorian chicken tippy or whatever the fuck yeah. but at the at the roasters i also got a snack there i got um, some of the jerky i got the sweet jerky um, I do not recommend it. <laughs> it was incredibly Leather. dry and tough. Yeah. Um, and I really like jerky, and I've had dry and tough jerky before, but something about poultry jerky being dry and tough yeah. just makes it even less yeah. edible. Yeah. Um, so, and like it, it held me over, but it, you know, I might as well have been chewing on a sock. Yeah. So, and he know. got the blue bantha at um ogas or the bantha oh like yeah the non- it's just a bantha it's the just blue the milk, blue milk the blue milk oh, yeah. is really we did the blue good. milk and the green milk we liked them both um yep. the blue milk in the cantina comes with like a cookie on it and then i got the hyperdrive which is like blue powerade sprite and like some um cherry puree stuff it was good and it was the good. and the the cantina was it was real so cool. cool the the design of the interior there's not a single place you can look in there that isn't full of like some cool design that appears to be functional. Yeah. Um, like over the bar, there are all these like tubes and tanks and that's all where kinds the of stuff things. that you're drinking yeah. comes from. Like, it's um, cool. and around the outside, there's you know all kinds of very Star Wars universe events and plates. And, and DJ Rex is dropping some. Sick beats. Yeah, it was it was really fun. The, yeah. His animatronic was. Oh, awesome. we did Festival of Lion King earlier that uh, first day. Oh yeah, that's true. We're that's sitting true. here in the hotel room with the hotel TV going on, and I totally forgot that it happened. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't okay, just Tiffins. So it was after Tiffins. We're gonna close. We to yeah, that. we'll close the Galaxy's Edge part. Vaguely rewind. Uh, we got Festival of the Lion King. We got moved around to a different entrance as they were. Because they were bottlenecking, we were going in. Yep. Then they walked us across to go sit in like the front row. Then the well, guy. So, so as we're walking across, I was like, "Oh, I've never gotten to be out in the middle before." And then you um, were like, "Oh, we're getting to be in the front row." Yep. Which I had before. Um, I'd and never then, done it. Yeah. And then the Mufasa character guy, like the main 
deep voice male, older male character guy pulled him up to do our elephant noise for the elephant section. It was super funny and cute. Um, but yes, that was, that was a, I forgot to. It's such a good I show. I forgot your audience it's, participation. It's, Note. it's one of my oh, yeah, favorite. I was just crying. It was it's fun. one of my favorite things on Disney property because it is, I think, the show that has some of the most genuinely incredible performances in it. Both from the you know the acrobats and everything, obviously, but the vocalists are just so good. Yeah, the gospely like circle of life at the end, I was just like tears. Everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. I get chills every yeah. single time. But yeah, at the ending. So that was a cool thing that happened the day before. Anyway, there we go. Now we're gonna fast forward back to Thursday again. Um, after Oga's, uh, we went over, went, exited into Toy Story Land. I was like, oh, it's Christmas again. We were like, oh, we should get some food before Fantasmic, and I immediately got sick. Um, so Sam was in the line, like, we were in the line, had ordered food, and I was like, I'm going to need to go to the bathroom. Uh, the Toy Story bathrooms were completely blasted. It was awful to try and deal with my life in there. Um, and then I left them and just was like, find me later, and just went to the bathrooms by the Walt Disney Presents, and was in there for just, like, a while, um, and then eventually we went over and sat by the Star Wars launch bay. There's like a sort of like There's a really good quiet hidden. area there. Actually. Yeah, it's really quiet because it's where the the exit. It's between. I think it's where the exit comes out from like the Star Wars movie part. Yes. Um. So you get occasional crowds, but most of the time it's relatively quiet, and there are some benches. There is a regular restroom, and there's the quote unquote companion restrooms, which are meant to be for. Um. They're explicitly designed for like disabled folks um who need someone to go in with them like adult like basically where two adults would need to go into the bathroom at the same time um but a lot of folks use them like families if they if it's like a mom with boys who are just on the edge of the age where it would feel there's, weird to take them into the main there's bathroom. some there's internet a lot of, contention about what yeah, they're people are like it's only for disabled people and it's even like if mixed mixed uh stories from cast members yeah, when if, asked if they're so. open for seven out you know if right. seven hours of the day they're not being used does it really hurt also for me it's like does my disability mean i can use them because it's way more comfortable for other people in the bathroom and me if i can go just like have horror shits in peace um, so we ended up just chilling in that area for a while. And then I, um, I was able to like use a private bathroom and got at least through that part of the flare. Um, and we went over to Fantasmic and I hadn't like, I was, I was in that awful space of being like, I'm hungry, but I'm scared to eat because things yeah. will probably be bad again if I do. Um, but I did ask at Fantasmic and it, it took a little bit of like, cast member refers me to other cast member refers right. me to other cast member but we got to sit in the back of Sebastian because we had fast passes and usually the fast pass section is like way to the far left of the theater um which is really far from the bathrooms and so I was like can I just are there any seats towards the back of the Sebastian like this area that's right so I could just beeline it out to the bathrooms and not really be disturbing anybody and fortunately they did I didn't end up having to but just having that option like of accessibility is so important for me because if I feel like I can't get over there, it's more likely to make me feel sicker. Also, the nice thing too is that now that you've had to go down the referral chain to know where you actually need to ask in yeah. order to get access there. If I had to, um, yeah. For anyone who may need this in the future, um, if you go to the right of the dining uh, package, the dinner package line, yeah. Um, into the the back of the section there, 
um, there was a, there was a, rope a person, yeah, area, there was a person a uh, managing the rope to let people in and out of that section, um, yeah. and that's the person that you need to ask if you if you need if you like need to, to be closer that. to the bathrooms. Cause, and it was, it was just a godsend because that way at least I wasn't worrying about it. I was like, at least if I have to, it's not like I'm not going to, I should be able to make it to the bathroom. Um, but Fantasmic was, was great as usual. It was rain. So it was a little bit of delay. The beginning sort of had like some ends of fireworks around it because everything happens at nine o'clock. So Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam and Epcot Forever and Fantasmic were all trying to happen at nine o'clock. Um, yeah. But the show was great as usual. It had a couple modifications for Ray. Yeah, Val and I have noticed, and, and I'm curious if anyone else uh, has experience with this. Um, we're not sure if there are modifications because of rain or if they just removed one of the boats permanently. From the section with the princesses when they come out on the boat. So it starts right. with Beauty Well, and, and the monkeys, too. There right, are, too. There, there usually, used to be three monkey boats in the beginning. But we saw them, like, crash once, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, so, like, we saw them smash I wonder if they just, like, had that happen one too many times and they stopped bringing them Right. Um, but, yeah, there used to be... there, And, and it even... Um, the the whole sort of story of Phantasmic references the three princesses, right? I think. Um, it kind of. So yeah, I wonder if there are the, really yeah, supposed actually, to be three. The boats, Magic Mirror you know? says that there are three. Yeah, there are. Th- um, that's right. There are three, three fairer, fairer than you. Yep. Um, but it was cool. they did in um the well snake, now Mickey's one of them. So. Yeah, the Jafar snake didn't move, but was still right. Like, oh, like, that's right. We've we seen looked that around with the too. eyes and right. stuff, but but they they used to do the whole like. You know, creeping along behind the yeah, the previous behind. section or the next the mm-hmm. section ahead of them, um, and it's a really cool effect. But I absolutely I understand the why they wouldn't yeah. do that in the rain. So and we've we, seen that exact set of modifications yeah. once before. So I presume that's their like the show is going to go on. It's not going to be canceled, and you get concession fireworks. Um, yeah, but not quite the full show so if you've seen that before let us know um if you've seen the two boats only on a on a dry day let us know that too because i'm Um, curious we yeah and so then we exited the park which was actually also easier because we weren't all the way over by fast pass like it was easier to get out um and then we're completely unsuccessful in getting minivans but got over to the buses and like there was one loading about to start loading um, it filled up and then there was one right behind it. This logist, the guy running logistics was like, there's one right behind it. It's fine. We got Hollywood studios had been a nightmare for a while with all the Skyliner construction. And like, it was always awful to get back at night. So we were trying to get a minivan, assuming the buses were going to be bad. And then the buses were actually great. And we just yeah, got home fine. It was, awesome. so it was, uh, it was a good second day. And then, um, yesterday we did, um, Epcot. Epcot, we Epcot, caught, Epcot. We we did Frozen Ever After, which is always fun. We went and caught Voices of Liberty, which our friend is in, um, and it was we'd never made time to see it before, and it was so great. And she was so great. We got to like catch up with her a little after. It was just such a cool. It's such a highly cool show. highly recommended. Like, Even if you don't feel like going and doing the American Experience, because we didn't the American go, Adventure. Yeah, your American whatever no. the the American. The American, the let's just talk about how absolute, great America is. Absolute circle jerk of Americanism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Voices of Liberty is worth a dedicated trip into that lobby just mm-hmm. to see them because... They're, they're so on. They have so many... They're, the they're all incredibly so strong voices. Yeah. And the harmonies are perfect, even when they are 
like doing a, a slide between a couple of it's notes. Exactly. They all slide at exactly the same rate, <laughs> holding perfect. holding the harmonies perfectly. But it's yeah. it's and it's like it's really short too. So if you happen to to you know see the times and see that you can make one, it's yeah. not gonna. It's, it's, it's not, not like something you need to set a ton of time half an hour away of your day out. Yeah. yeah, it was it was super cool. They did a, a a piece that they do sign language up. Do they say we're gonna sing it in two languages at once? And they sign while they do it. It's just, it was. Oh, it was so, and they did 50 Nifty United States, which was my favorite chorus song ever. Like, I love that song. It was just, it was a great, it was a great, great show. So we did that. Um, then we went and did Spaceship Earth since it's closing in 2020 for refreshment. And we um, did lots of, lots of food and wine stuff. We did some too. food and wine stuff. We saw the Epcot experience, which has really cool projection mapping. Um, oh my And goodness. talks about all the new changes they're making. So my, my take on that really quickly is it feels like an advertisement. It feels like mm -hmm. a like a Kickstarter Back promo Kickstarter. video or something. Um, but I don't even care because it, it was so compelling. Just the, so first off it's, um, I'm not worried about spoiling the, the advertisement, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's it, like a circle vision type thing, but all digital. So they can control everything that's on the walls around you on the outside. And then in the middle, they have a model of definitely not what Epcot looks like, um, but sort of a hill with different aspects of new and old Epcot on it um, with Spaceship Earth right in the middle. And they did their projection mapping technology that they do like on Cinderella Castle for the new fireworks show. And uh, they did that, but at this micro scale with such incredible precision. Like I was convinced that, that from, things were going to be running off of edges right. and like they weren't. Yeah. The, the closest thing I could find is on like the little lamps. They cast little shadows because it, it couldn't quite do that perfectly. Yeah, but it was really um, cool. But everything else, like no matter what angle you were looking at it from, the model looked really really cool yeah so i like and if that is any indication of what the new circle vision experience is like yeah. i'm as much as i love the old, the old yeah. especially the reflections china. of china is that what yes. it's called um because it's it's like 11 projectors or something i don't remember some odd number of projectors um all projecting to their opposite screens in this really cool way that that just shows how innovative that film was for the time when it was created. Um, and I will really miss that, but I'm really excited for, for the experience. Yeah, yeah. That, because it's, it's, it's um, really cool. It's yeah. really cool. It was neat. We did, we also did Mission Space. Um, I had not done it since 2011 because uh, I don't like it. Um, we did Green which is what I had done in 2011. Uh, and it was okay. The only, the I will say, as a pretty claustrophobic person, the part that, the only part that really gets upsetting for me is between them closing the thing on you and it actually starting. Because once it starts, there's something for me to focus on. But when I'm sitting there and it's just like closed on me and there's nothing for me to do except like wait, that's when my brain is like, oh God, I can't move. Oh God, I can't move. But Overall, it's still pretty fun, even if it's not as cool as Smuggler's Run, because it's not actually interactive. Um, we did Test Track with the with the DAS return time, which really yesterday I needed. It was like a very slow day. We did, when when Sam says we did food and wine stuff, like yeah. I got a maple bourbon cheesecake as like, here's a little thing that I can probably handle. Um, but he got 
the tuna tataki at Hawaii, which was really good. I had a little, like, I had a bite of it. You know, he got the beer braised beef in Belgium and the waffle with the chocolate, both of which I, again, had a little bite of. Um, We weren't really able to do it. I got the the teriyaki. Oh, the teriyaki chicken bun. And I got the ramen ramen. with the froth on it um, because I was like, soup might be a good plan. So, like, we, we did... Little stuff, but he did kind of more than me, and I'd have yeah. little little bits of his because it was just I was too nervous to really eat a ton. Um, and then our friend Brent came because he lives in the area now, and so he came and we like we went to Caramel Kush and got some caramel corn for you guys and this like and amazing marshmallow, marshmallow yeah. that was like chocolate and caramel, but the caramel was like toffee. Was Again, really I had a bite, had a few bites of a pretzel. Um, we watched Epcot Forever, which was fun. The kites were wicked cool. Yeah. The, I understand people's concerns with, like, the IP. I didn't think it was too IP-heavy. I thought it was fine. Um, it was cute. It I think was the, the not only illuminations, people, but it was cute. The only people I would expect to complain about the IP are people who think that IP has no place at Epcot. Well, and also, like, A Whole New World fits the theme of Epcot. So yeah. Like, and it wasn't like that was the whole thing. It was just, like, that was the the song they ended right. with. And it, so it was... Yeah, I, I, was I felt like they didn't beat us over the head with, exactly. with IP in a exactly. way that felt distracting. I felt like it was really tastefully done. Um, and yeah. the the fireworks were good. There were a lot of, like, fairly unique ones that, that we haven't really yeah. seen yeah. before, which is typical of Disney... And the kites were, displays. like, by far the coolest part. Yeah, and the kites, like, everybody around us gasped <gasps> when they came out because it yeah. was, it was they're really dramatic. Um, because Multiple at first you, you like, see, you see some, um, Ski-doo. what are they called? Yeah, jet like, skis. ski-doo jet skis on the water, and you're like, what are the, you know, is something Why wrong? are there jet skis? And then the and kites then fly up, like, and, you're like, and you're like, oh, shit. There were so. a couple of little lighting issues, but they do land them in the water, so, like, it's not yeah. surprising. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, before that, too, we had done, we did a little bit of split up where Sam did, we did the, oh, yeah. the land, and then Sam did Soren, and while he waited and did that, I did um, Figment and... Yeah, Soren was a 35-minute wait on paper. It was actually only a 15-minute wait. Yeah, so Figment queue. was a walk-on. Um, the Seas was, Living with the Land was a 10-minute, which was a walk-on. And um, the most walk-on I've ever seen it. it oh, it yeah, wasn't, we literally walked it was, on. It was literally, it. we walked, and the people in front of us, got like, on, immediately and then got, got on, and we got on the same boat. So yeah. it was literally the boat was that was there on. when we entered the queue yep. is the one that we got and on. And then I did Nemo, which was, again, like a five or ten minute, but was basically a walk-on. It was just, it takes forever to get through that queue. And then we hung out with some sea creatures. And then, yeah, after that was when Brent got there, and we did Epcot yeah. forever. So that was, we've done three parks in three days, which is funny because we have fucking annual passes and but so living with the land i'm just thinking about oh. it. it it worried me a little bit at first that it's a walk-on but then i remembered that it's actually a fairly high throughput it ride, also closes at seven and it closes at seven which is the same thing for figment like right. they close those areas early yeah so because um, i wanted a pretzel by figment like, and we've seen it busy in recent years yeah we definitely so, have. You know. but it's been um it was it's been a cool few days Epcot is a mess right now like honestly with all the construction it's a little bit rough but there's still plenty to do and there's no taste track yes there's no taste track this year so he couldn't get a croissant donut except yes he could because they have them at the um electric umbrella the um so um they're yeah he could still get a so I don't know why and he I even said oh and we got oh, the I'm weird Coca Cola because with I liked bubbles. taste track because not only do they have croissant donuts but, but it was it's a, a funny little pun, pun. Yeah. yeah it's a stupid pun name and it but was always quiet we got which those was nice coca-cola like frozen basically oh, yeah. the, the like the frozen soda that you used to be able to get at club cool the coca-cola wash station thing they have like 
the blue raspberry and well they have like two flavors available when we're there but they have all different flavors of like slush and then they'll put like boba in it or they'll put spice drops on it which yep. is weird but um, cool. so we did we did that and it was it was overall a good Epcot day even though Epcot is kind of a clusterfuck and they've done a good job of still like again there's still plenty to do it's not especially with food and wine yeah like, it's not bad it's um, not it's not slowing Epcot down and actually stayed... the the traffic flow despite a large section of the center of of Epcot on your way. Yeah, you can't to just walk straight through, but the traffic right. flow is still pretty good. Um, it's still pretty. They you did can a good job. basically walk right through next to Mouse Gear. It looks like yep. you're not going to be able to, but you can walk next to Mouse Gear through the center. So but it's really not that bad. But that means there's still three ways because exactly. you can go past Figment, you can go down the middle past Mouse Gear, or you can go past Test yeah, Track like pretty, you could before. Good. So um, and then we stayed. We just sat around for a while after the fireworks. Usually we don't stay like super super late, but it was like, eh, we'll just wait for the traffic to die down, and then uh, Brent gave us a ride back, and it was pretty nice. And half of the pictures that you will see on the posts that we share for upcoming podcast episodes will be from the pictures from that I took of empty yeah, Epcot it was on very the way empty. out. Um, and we used night sight on our fancy phones. Um, yeah, so that's been that's been our trip so far. Uh, nice mini fifty minute episode. Yeah, Oops. I was gonna say it's not gonna be mini if we're just talking about the. But uh, today's plans are Magic Kingdom. Finally, again, it's funny that's we'll finally have actually been to all four parks, but we haven't really needed to hop around, and we like to take it slow since we have the APs. Um, my knees are terrible. Yeah, Magic Kingdom is open until eleven tonight, so what we're probably gonna do is we've got Kona Cafe this evening, and then we'll do Happily Ever After, probably from the beach, but maybe not. Um, and then maybe go to Magic Kingdom late at night. Tomorrow we have Disney Springs lunch with some relatives. Um, more Magic Kingdom, um, and then we're thinking of going back over to Hollywood Studios for Jingle Bell Jingle Bam because. We've never managed to see it. And it looked huge. You could see it behind Epcot yeah. Forever last night. And it looks like a huge fireworks yeah, show Yeah, I thought it was so. going to be an afterthought yeah. fireworks show. I think show, it, it was, huge. but they th- I think they changed it. And then Monday is Hollywood Studios again. And then maybe more food and wine or more Galaxies Edge, depending on what we want to do. And then Disney After Hours that night. Woo. We'll let you know how that is, but it usually is awesome. Um, and then Tuesday is Animal Kingdom with Flight of Passage. And we're going to try Rivers of Light again since they changed it. And then maybe do... Um, Epcot because they have EMH until 11 and then we go home on next Wednesday so and we're gonna make it to our flight (laughs) well Disney makes you make it so right yeah because they bring you there like two hours and it's an afternoon flight so it should be fine yep but yeah so this is our little mini episode that's mini quote unquote air quotes mini Melissa this is for you oh we did get (laughs) I I do want to know we'll actually address the feedback in a later episode but we have our first listener who I'm aware of who is not someone we know who I think found us via our post on Reddit uh, in the like self promotion thread on RWW Uh, so I just I wanted to make sure that I acknowledged that uh, we did, in fact, get um, the feedback. Uh, It was super exciting for us when I opened it and realized, oh, my gosh, this isn't someone we know. Um, So thank you, Erin, for your feedback. uh, And um, we will try to actually, like, address some of the topics and stuff um, when we're doing the regular podcast. So... Thanks, everyone. Have great days. Sorry that you're not at Disney also, but hope you have a good good time and hope this kind of brings you a little bit in um, if you're stuck in the cold, especially in Massachusetts yeah. or something. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.